0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to 30-Minute Thrive, your go-to podcast for anything and everything HR, powered by MRA, the Management Association. Looking to stay on top of the ever-changing world of HR? MRA has got you covered. We'll be the first to tell you what's hot and what's not. I'm your host, Sophie Bowler, and we are so glad you're here. Now it's time to thrive. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of 30-Minute Thrive. We're happy you're here and I'm excited to talk about what's hot on the hotline with Amy Wittenberger. She's our HR business advisor here at MRA, so she's the one to answer all of your HR questions and provide some good advice when you call on our HR hotline. Prior to joining MRA, Amy has held multiple positions in HR and operations roles and worked in the manufacturing and service industries, all small and large companies as well as for-profit and not-for-profit companies. She's actually owned her own HR consulting business and taught HR courses at Cardinal Stritch University as well. So, I know you come with a lot of experience and knowledge today, so I'm excited that you're sharing it with us on the podcast today. I think I, us. I'm glad to be here. This is fun. Yeah, absolutely. Well, a recent episode was dedicated to Emory's most called upon topic, on the hotline, which was FMLA, so let's kind of talk about the other side to that, and that's leaves of absence. So, what other forms of leaves are there? So, there is a couple more that we do need to talk about with
1: our members when they do call in. Mm-hmm. You know, we have over four thousand members, a million employees, so we're we're bound to get calls regarding leaves that are needed. Mm-hmm. Um, some of those leaves look like um, medical and personal leaves that our um, policies, the company might have in place of not having FMLA available, um, there's the big one, which is um, ADA mm-hmm. uh, where there is an accommodation in the form of leave. There's military leaves and um, leaves due to workers' compensation. And then we also need to talk about any state mandated paid leaves that are out there as well. And there's 11 states that have that right now.
0: So a lot of different types going on. So if a member were to call and say that they have an employee that needs to be out, but they are not eligible for, for FMLA. What really are their options? Like, where do they start? I think the first question I would ask them
1: is: is if they do have a medical or personal leave policy on hand, if they do, obviously that's a great foundation to work with. You know, if I look at the policies, they tend to mirror FMLA, so the conversation can be almost the same as FMLA in terms of you know the eligibility requirements they might have for employees, forms to use, medical certifications to get. Um, as well as how you going to handle benefits, pay, and paying for benefits while that employee is out, um, and then documenting everything. If they don't have a leave policy, then we suggest that they use our sample. We have a great sample to use and then to work from. Um, and then if they don't have that policy in place, really, it's talking about you know if this is the first time they might be doing it, what precedent might they be setting with this employee mm-hmm. for future decisions. Or certainly look back um, if they can in different files of where they might have had past practices, so that they can be consistent in the future. So, what else do companies really need to consider on this? Um, and particularly to their policies in terms of leave, you know, I certainly bring in the, co- the conversation regarding PTO. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how is their PTO administered? How does it apply to leaves required or not in terms of taking time off? Um, And then again, looking at paid leave in terms of states. Um, So the good news is, if if you have a current policy Mm -hmm. um, where you provide um, equal amounts of leave or even more than the state requires, you don't have to provide additional leave um, on top of that. So
0: you'd just be good to go. So we at least get that out of the way. Yeah. Okay. That sense. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned earlier that ADA was one of the big ones. Mm -hmm. So can we talk about that a little bit? Yes. So, on that same call with any member that's calling
1: in, we certainly would move then into accommodation um, in terms of a disability. ADA is um, required of any companies that have 15 or more employees. Um, and we, we would first suggest that they look at our toolkit. So, we have a disability co- toolkit that's exclusive to our members, very comprehensive in terms of pertinent information, state laws, DOL information, um, forms, letters to use and an introduction to JAN, so everyone should know JAN. Mm -hmm. JAN is a resource through the DOL, stands for Job Accommodation Network, Um, so it's a great resource as well. Working through a leave when it comes to accommodation is similar to accommodations for any other disabilities. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just having those questions regarding um, the
0: leave and the leave that um, would be necessary. Okay, so diving a little bit deeper into ADA, what does a leave really look like under this?
1: Yeah, so it could be a lot of different things, and they can really vary, you know. So a couple samples could be, you know, employee calls in on a Monday and said, "Hey, I broke my leg over the weekend playing soccer. I don't have workers' comp. It's not FMLA, but I know I can't come to work because I'm in a cast. Yeah. I won't have my cast off for two weeks. Um, what does that look like for them? It could be other issues, such as you know a mental health issue. We know mental health issues are on the rise. Mm-hmm. Um, so it could be that they need a modified schedule in order to attend therapy appointments. Um, on that same vein, it could be people that have like a chronic diabetes situation and need treatments, or unfortunately people are dealing with cancer and they have chemotherapy that they have to attend. Um, it could also be people that have a drug addiction and they want to check themselves into like a 30-day stay treatment center. Um, could be I have a newer disability. I'm going to be working with a service dog. So I need to go get training with my dog to learn how to work through those issues. Didn't even know that was a perk? It is. It, it is. Yes. Um, and it can be things like, you know, um, I had um, FMLA available to me for migraines. Migraines tend not to go away. So I, I'm still dealing with migraines. You know, how can we work through leave for that? Um, and then, even you know, a fairly common one is someone who's pregnant, and not eligible for FMLA, and working through those issues, like they might need time off or morning sickness or things like that.
0: Okay. Wow. It's mm-hmm. a lot. A very big array. Of- yes, there <laughs> it is. AD is far-reaching yeah. um, and very complex. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, do employers have to accommodate employees for every single one of those situations, per se? So no, each case is different. Mm-hmm. So essentially, what a company does need to
1: do is um, they are required to engage in what's called an interactive process, mm-hmm. and that process is how um, the employer and the employee works together to find out you know what is a reasonable accommodation. Okay. So this should be a conversation; mm-hmm. it should not be a confrontation. You know, it really is about. The employer and the employee come together with ideas, bring them to the table, come into agreement about what might work. You know, there could be situations where, through those conversations, the employer finds out or determines that they can't accommodate what the employee's asking. And that's what we call an undue hardship. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's very, you know, Pretty specific reasons why you would choose that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lengthy conversation. It shouldn't be um, made lightly. Mm-hmm. And if you're coming to that conclusion, certainly, you know, we suggest that you have a um, complete set of documentation regarding those conversations and why you made that decision.
0: Kind of going off of that, you just spoke a little bit about it. Mm-hmm. But what really are the factors used to determine whether an undue hardship exists? Mm -hmm. So when it comes to leaves, it really is about what the employee is requesting in terms of, you know, how
1: long they might need off, the frequency they might need off, the length of time that they're requesting. Um, A big piece of that is if the time they're requesting is predictable or unpredictable. Mm -hmm. You know, we know in the workplace that when people are calling sick, those unplanned times get really hard to manage sometimes Mm -hmm. for the other staff to pick up the pieces um, and cover that. Um, so that really plays into making that decision uh, in terms of undue hardship.
0: Okay. So how does this really align with employers who ask for doctors and also when an employee's out for several days or calls in when they're injured outside of work? Yeah. So um, a lot of
1: attendance poli- policies out there will have um, a requirement for employers when an employee is out for, let's say, three or more days that they do bring back a doctor's note, clearing them to come back to work. Um, the cautionary point here is that um, employers have to make sure that they're not requiring that the employees are 100% healed, because um, that is in direct conflict with what ADA, which is which is asking us to make accommodations for people that need to make the essential functions of
0: the job. Mm-hmm. So in the beginning, um, we talked a little bit about the different types of leaves. Mm-hmm. So I think we should go back to that, and can you talk a little bit more about those other types that you kind of listed out in the first question. Yeah, so
1: besides ADA, yeah. um, another common one I did mention is pregnancy leave. Mm-hmm. Um, so People that um, have a pregnancy um, mm-hmm. but are qualified under FMLA, they certainly have protections under Title VII and EOC uh, with the Pregnancy Discrimination Act. Mm-hmm. Um, that um, prevents people from being discriminated against because of pregnancy issues. Mm-hmm. But then the ADA does come back into play. And that there is accommodations that should be made for people that are pregnant. Those things can be like additional breaks, longer breaks, maybe a change in schedule or change in shift um, to deal with, you know, anything, you know, including things like morning sickness.
0: We've listed so many already, but are there any other ones that you want to cover today's episode? Yeah, there's definitely
1: one more important one, and I think we saved the best for last. Okay. I think that's military leaves. Um, So There is an act called the USERA Act, Mm -hmm. which is the Uniformed Services Employment and Reemployment Rights Act. Um, This act covers all employers, so it's available to everyone that's um, in a military situation. Um, It's semi-similar to FMLA in that it is providing um, leave away from the job with protection to come back and get your job, an equal job for equal pay. Mm -hmm. And The Military Act is different, though, in that you're returning someone to what's back to a position that's called an escalated position. So that means you're returning them back to a position where they um, if they attained anything like increases promotions, um, increase in seniority, increase in benefits, um, etc., you return them into that um, that role with those benefits they would have attained.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: So it's it's a really nice feature. They shouldn't have to suffer because they served our country. Right. Absolutely, I
0: agree, Beth. So, as we wrap up the episode today, just kind of want to end with what other concerns or issues you hear that members bring up to you regarding leaves on the hotline. Yeah, so I think you know, in the most part, I think leaves go quite well.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, like anything else, if we you know work with empathy, communicate well, have expectations laid out, have an agreement, understand return dates, I think those can work well between employee, manager, and HR. Um, but we know not all things work out well. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of the calls we get to at the hotline. Mm-hmm. Um, is helping people when they're a little bit frustrated because things aren't going as expected um, when they said they would accommodate a leave. What we try to do in those situations, for example, there's a misconception mm-hmm. um, out there that um, you can't fire, can't terminate, can't discipline, can't manage people's expectations when they're on leave. Um, and that is simply untrue. Um, those things can be done if they're done fairly, objectively, you know, for business reasons um, mm-hmm. and not for any discriminatory reason. Things can go wrong um, if we're not communicating well. A good example of when you can terminate someone when they're on leave um, is if someone's on leave and unfortunately a company has to make a decision to do a restructuring mm-hmm. um, and they're looking at limiting positions. If they have a role that's on the list, um, that role in that employee who's on leave that is in the role can be terminated. And no means would you have to bump someone mm-hmm. for losing their job because someone's on leave. Give mm-hmm. an interest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another situation um, that we um, think about is when it comes to disciplining people. You know, all of our employees are expected to, you know, contribute to the company, have great attitudes, mm-hmm. um, be professional, follow policies, follow your call-in procedures. Um, And whether or not, um, that's when we need to step into discipline um, and manage performance. Um, A person who's on leave is not immune to that. They still need to do their job and perform well. And if a person's on leave and those discussions were happening before they left, the manager should be resuming those conversations as soon as the person leaves. Well, Those are some good
0: real-life examples. A lot of employers can resonate with those. Mm-hmm. So, are there any other resources that you would recommend to employers? I would. So, I did
1: mention earlier our disability toolkit. Um, that's again really comprehensive. I think very helpful to use. Um, obviously, calling the hotline I think is a really important tool because these are you know complex things that should be talked through. Even if you think you understand um, what you could be handling, it's always good to talk through it to make sure you're hitting all the points. Um, and then we do have a really um, great training class that we offer that's called Supervisor in the Law. Um, it's in person or virtual, um, and it includes leaves.
0: Um, it's available for our supervisors. Good. Mm-hmm. We'll link that in the show notes, too, for, for our viewers. I hope so. Yeah. And I learned a lot. I'm mm-hmm. sure you helped a lot of people out today. So thank you for being our guest today and 30 Minute Thrive and really sharing your knowledge and what you hear on this hot topic on the hotline. Mm-hmm. So if you liked our chat and topic today, I encourage you to share this episode, like it, give it a review, share it with your friends, and consider joining MRA if you aren't a member already. We have linked all resources in the show notes below for you, so you should be all prepared for that. And we've also linked Amy's LinkedIn profile in the show notes, um, as well as Emory's hotline information. So if you want to get in touch with her, or get connected with the hotline. Um, We have that available for you in the show notes too. Thank you for tuning in today, and thank you, Amy, for being a great guest. And we will see you next week. It was fun, thanks. And that wraps up our content for this episode. Be sure to reference the show notes where you can sign up to connect for more podcast updates. Check out other MRA episodes on your favorite podcast platform. And as always, make sure to follow MRA's 30-Minute Thrive so you don't miss out. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next Wednesday to carry on the HR conversation.